So often in life, we look at our own personal situation, or we look at the global situation or the communal situation, and we think there's just no resolution, there's no end in sight, there's no light at the end of this tunnel. It just seems so often that things are insurmountable, things cannot be resolved. They're just dark, and apparently that's the way that Hashem intended it for, for it to be in the long term. And we shrug our shoulders and we feel like, I suppose we have to just accept a new normal. We have to accept our circumstances and not be all idealistic and imagine that things can turn. The Rebbe Rashab, Rabbi Shalom Dovberi, the fifth Rebbe, once commented when he was watching people on a massive Ferris wheel. And he noticed that the wheel had stopped to take on new passengers. And the people at the top of the wheel felt amazing, had this magnificent view. The wheel had paused. They really felt, to use the cliche, on top of the world. Whereas the people who were closer to the bottom were quite frustrated. Why doesn't this thing get moving already? How long are we going to have to sit down here? We paid good money for this. We want to be able to perceive that great vista that you can see from the top of the wheel. And the Rebbe Rashab commented that both of them are mistaken because the people sitting at the top of the wheel who think that everything is so magnificent, well, at any time the wheel will turn. And those who are at the bottom and frustrated, sometimes it's dafka when you're at the bottom. That's exactly when things are about to turn. Chanukah is a holiday, as we know, that celebrates the triumph of light over darkness, positivity over negativity, values over lack of values. And right in the beginning of Hanukkah, it's all nice and exciting and bright, and you light a candle and you feel that you're making a difference to the world, and then life continues. And here we are, a few days into Hanukkah, and it's become a little bit ordinary. Tonight we will light the fifth night, the fifth light of Hanukkah which is highly, highly significant because two things happen. The first, which is obvious, is that you look at your menorah tonight and you suddenly realize that there are more ignited flames than there are empty spaces. So this is the first time in the experience of Hanukkah where it's not just simply that we are bringing light into the world, but this is actually the time in Hanukkah where you see that light starts to have the upper hand. Things are starting to turn. This is the tipping point. This is where more than half of the menorah is illuminated. More than half of the days of Hanukkah have passed. That means that Hanukkah's impact starts to take hold. The second thing, which is not nearly as obvious, is that the fifth night of Hanukkah, is the one night of Hanukkah that can never coincide with a Shabbos, which is incredibly important to note because Shabbos is also a time of light. We know that we have Shabbos candles, and Shabbos is a time of peace, and Shabbos is a time of holiness. Shabbos really represents everything about what the world should be. And the fifth night of Hanukkah, which is also, Hanukkah is also a time of what the world is supposed to be and illuminating the world and making the world a brighter, better, healthier place. The fact that this night of Hanukkah can never coincide with a Shabbos means that this night of Hanukkah represents when the world is really dark. It's so dark that even the Shabbos light cannot influence it. This represents where the world is so off course that even that standard that God has built into the world to bring us back to our morals, values, purpose, Shabbos, can't touch this part of the world. This is the night of Hanukkah that represents where everything looks lost, where everything looks insurmountable. And then Hanukkah tells you, you know what? We can even illuminate that situation. Even when things seem absolutely far gone, we, lit, we light that fifth candle of Hanukkah, which swings everything in the favor of light, where suddenly dark and light are not in perfect balance as it was on the fourth night of Hanukkah, but light dominates. And it's an incredibly important lesson that we should take from that for our lives. Number one, 
specifically when things look at their darkest, that's in fact the time that we should be our most optimistic because we believe in the power of what we can do in even the darkest moments and the power of what Hashem can do for us even in the darkest moments. And the other thing that we should bear in mind is that the response to a really difficult time, the response to a situation, be it personal or international or communal, when it looks like all is lost, the Jewish response is, well, let's shine more light because you can never underestimate the power of what that light can achieve. May the light of Hanukkah illuminate our lives and illuminate the world. Light is a very dominant theme in Judaism. If you consider that the very first creation was Vayahi or let there be light. Look how much light plays a role in our ceremonies, our rituals, our special days. We commemorate people with a candle on a yard site. We light candles in a shul as a sign of holiness. We have candles to bring in Shabbos and the festivals. And of course, at this time of the year, we light candles daily for Hanukkah. The Baal Shem Tov, the founder of the Hasidic movement, used to say that he was very fond of light, not only because to live in an illuminated environment is positive and upbeat, but because he said the Hebrew word for light, or, is the same numerical value as the Hebrew word raz, which is the secret. And he used to say that the person who understands the secrets of life, as taught in the inner dimensions of Torah, will be able to see everything in a new light. So this time of the year, when we focus on Hanukkah and light in increasing measure, it's a time to pause in for a moment and think exactly what it is that light represents in the Jewish experience, especially today. Because today we will have two kinds of light. We'll have the Hanukkah candles, which are unique to this time of the year, and we'll have the Shabbos candles, which of course we experience every single week. And each of them represents a different mode of light. You have the Hanukkah candles, which are specifically designed in such a way that they should be to the outside world. There are those who have the tradition to light the Hanukkah candles in their window. If you go back to the Talmud, it says it should be on the most outer door of your home facing the street. So the idea of the Hanukkah candles is to shine a light out into the world, particularly at a time when the world is becoming darker in the evening. And then you have the Shabbos candles, which do the exact opposite. Shabbos candles are for the inside, they're for the family. We're told in the Talmud that the purpose of the Shabbos candles is for shalom bias, to bring peace in the home. You can't compare sitting at your table, having a Shabbos meal in the dark, to having the same experience illuminated by a whole lot of candles. So the goal of the Shabbos candles is to enhance the home and the goal of the Hanukkah candles is to impact the world out there. And so spiritually they represent two kinds of light, the kind of light that we generate within our own inner circle, the light that inspires ourselves, Shabbos candles, and the light that we generate and share with the world, the light that makes an impact that transforms darkness into light, which is represented by the Hanukkah candles. There's an interesting halachic question though. What happens if a person is in a difficult financial situation and they can only afford one set of candles? So you've got the choice now. Do you invest in your Shabbos candles or do you invest in your Hanukkah candles? And the answer is that if you can only afford one or the other, you prioritize Shabbos candles.
The obvious reason for that is because Shabbos is a regular occurrence and Shabbos is mandated by the Torah, whereas Hanukkah is only a, a once a year and rabbinic law. But there's a deeper mystical meaning here as well. The person who can only afford one or the other, it really means the person who either has enough spiritual resilience to look after themselves and their family, or has enough spiritual resilience to share with others. And very often that's the question that we have. Should I be helping others? Should I be looking after myself? Should I be investing in the education of my own children? Or should I be out there touching the world and inspiring and running all these great and big programs? Well, some people can manage both quite successfully, and that's great. But if a person is concerned that maybe all their well-intentioned touching and inspiring the whole world may come at the cost to their own family, to their own family not receiving the values, the ideals, the positivity around Jewish experience that they should have, well then you prioritize your family. Shabbos candles take precedence. It's really important to illuminate the world. It is very much what Judaism is all about. It is as important and possibly even more to invest in the well-being and the next generation of our own families. Have a wonderful Shabbos and a Freilichen Joyous Hanukkah.